I feel like something when I turned 43, it was, I made a pact to myself to, to live in my God-given talents. And I think I'm still figuring out what those are, but I have a really good idea of what they are. So I'm trying to, to follow that and surrender and be open to that. But I am human. I am flesh. Like there, the, the judgment and the external validation still plays a role in my journey. Welcome to the Equipped Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Laconi, and I am a business and branding strategy coach, multi-six-figure CEO, and I'm obsessed with empowering female entrepreneurs. If you are looking to walk through entrepreneurship equipped with the business skills, strategies, mindset, and well-being to sustainably grow your business, then you are in the right place, friend. My goal in this podcast is to teach you the life lessons and the strategies that I have personally learned over the past decade of being an entrepreneur. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of She Gets Me Entrepreneur Chat on topics guaranteed to boost your business growth and income. If you're ready for tactical skills mixed with some sisterhood real talk about the world of entrepreneurship, then let's make it a date weekly and take this journey together. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Equip Entrepreneur Podcast. Today I'm doing something relatively new. I do this behind the scenes, but I had this idea in talking to a friend to pull it into an actual podcast episode. And so today, what's going to look a little different is I'm going to actually do a little bit of live coaching. And this is really an opportunity to talk in the moment with a female entrepreneur or an aspiring female entrepreneur about what is going on in their life and their business it's kind of like having a front row seat to a girlfriend chat meets a client strategy session with me. It will likely feel very conversational. That is the goal here. So let's just go ahead and dive in. Who I have here today is Cherish Wicker Lamb. Cherish is someone who I met about a year and a half ago in the industry of network marketing. She and I are actually in totally different network marketing companies that just goes to show that you can make friends across the industry. But we met and instantly I felt a connection with her. We have gone through very parallel lives at times and that is what drew us to each other. Cherish is a mother to two. She is currently a grad student. She is also a teacher. When I say she's in network marketing, she's in the top 2% of network marketing. And I, for one, know the work that it takes to do that. Cherish has reached out to me and we've had some conversations behind the scenes just about shifts in her life, in her business. And I asked her the other day when we were texting each other, I said, would you be brave enough if we did a little bit of live coaching on the air. Church is not a client of mine. She's a friend of mine, but we've never really gone through an actual coaching session together. And so I thought this would be a really cool way to do it for other people to be able to probably relate to a lot of what she's going through. I can go ahead and tell you, I probably will will definitely resonate with it as well. What I've asked Cherish to do is give me three different 
areas in her life and business that she is looking to push through, to grow in, and that is it. We have not had any conversations about these particular points. Uh, We are just going to wing this. We are just going to go through it, and that's why I'm calling it live coaching. And so, Cherish, first of all, thank you for being brave enough and willing enough to come on. I so appreciate you coming on. I am so excited to be here. I'm actually a little anxious, like a a fun anxious, not nervous. I'm really excited for this opportunity. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I have a little butterflies too. So we'll we'll just be that way together. (laughs) So the first topic that you brought up to me was confidence in your shift. So I want you to go ahead. I know a little bit, but I probably don't know the extent. Tell me a little bit about what your shift actually is. What are you talking about when you say confidence in your shift? I am in network marketing. I love the network marketing marketing industry, and I've been a part of it for over a decade. And um, I think my shift is kind of a little twofold here in the sense of Um, having great success in network marketing, but also getting my identity wrapped up in network marketing and um, not really realizing that's what was happening as I was building this business to the top 2% of the industry and um, having great success, no complaints along the way until there were (laughs) complaints along the way, I guess I should say. And um, over the last, I would say 12 to 18 months, I really just felt this shift and this pull in my in my heart to just make some changes. And this isn't to say anything bad about network marketing. I love network marketing. I'm still a part of network marketing. Um, but I just knew it was time for me to make a shift if network marketing was going to continue to be a part of my life. And um, so there's the first part of it, just knowing that I love the industry, but knowing that I wasn't loving how I was working in the industry any longer. And then also, um, as Elizabeth said, I am a teacher. So for me, I, this is kind of like a second career and I really attest it to um, network marketing and um, being able to have that extra stream of income and go into something that I've been passionate about, but never, it was never the opportunity or the right time, or I didn't have the confidence to go back into that field. So I know a lot of people are, are leaving education and fleeing from education when I'm running to it. Um, mine is a little bit different. I do teach in a private Christian school, um, but because of network marketing and the extra income that it has given me, it allowed me to make that shift in doing so. Um, and I think some people would think like, okay, well, you're getting to do what you want. Like, it's not really like, like you chose this. And yes, I did. And I'm loving it. But I kind of feel like I'm just in this space of, yes, I have two great things. I have network marketing and that experience that could never be taken from me. And also but, uh, being able to go back into teaching and loving it, but still feeling like, even though I have these great things, I still feel like I'm kind of just floating out there and not really like super confident in where I'm at in my journey. I'm grateful for it. I know that there's great things coming, but it's just when you're just so used to being known as something for so long, um, I think the shift is weird, even when I want the shift to happen, if that makes any sense. 
Yes, it makes a lot of sense. And we've talked a little bit about this. That's why we have similar parallel lives, because as my listeners know, I've talked about this. I've as, as well shifted away from network marketing, still in it and so appreciative for it. But the shift is really uncomfortable at times. And like you said, this is a preview of a, of a future episode, but sometimes we tend to brand ourselves as our industry. And I think that's what happened with me in network marketing. And it sounds like maybe that's what's happening for you. So you mentioned, okay, so you're in network marketing, you're successful, you have through network marketing found your passion to probably help people, which is what fueled your decision to become a teacher. And the shift from going from working at home to working in a place I'm sure is is different. It's very different from what you're used to. You mentioned that you feel like you're kind of floating. What do you mean exactly by by that? Because I know that you expressed to me that you're lacking confidence in your shift. So I'm curious to know, what do you define as confidence? When I feel confident, I am, I'm moving in a way that is, it doesn't matter what other people are thinking. Not that I don't care, but I'm so true to, like, I know in my heart of hearts that um, what I'm doing is what I want to do. What is the right thing to be doing? I'm good at it. And um, I've had success in it. There's a backstory to it. So I feel for when I'm moving in confidence, it's because I have like zero doubt of what I'm doing. And I feel like now answering that question, I'm kind of maybe alluding like that I have doubt in what I'm doing, but I, I don't have doubt in what I'm doing. I just don't, I think literally and it's kind of embarrassing, honestly, to admit that like being so wrapped up in who I became over the last decade, and I'm not saying it was a bad person, I've gained so much from that, but being having my identity wrapped up in that, um, that title, that position of network marketing, um, and now making the shift to where I want to be to serve in like with my God given talents, I feel like I feel like that's where the lack of confidence comes from. And I don't know if it's just because I went into network marketing, I hit the ground running and I had great success. Well, I think you hit some really great things. If you could feel as if you had zero doubt and full confidence in what you were doing every day, meaning you're going to work to serve in a teaching capacity with those cute little transitional kindergartners. And you are pursuing a degree and you also have built something pretty amazing that not everybody is able to do. And I know that firsthand. What would it feel like in your body to be able to live in that confidence with zero doubt, knowing that you're doing what you're supposed to do right now? What would that feel like in your body? It definitely wouldn't feel like what I'm feeling right now. Like it would feel like I would wake up every day excited to do what I'm doing. And I feel like that's something that I'm missing right now because, and it's hard for me because 
I, these are all choices that I'm making, the shift away from network marketing or the shift in working network marketing differently, um, going back to school to become a grad student and to become a teacher. These are all choices that I'm making and these are all things that I want to do. So I don't want, I'm not looking for somebody to tell me like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like, no, these are the things that I want to do, but I do know something that is missing is waking up every day with that fire in my belly, that fuel to to go and do these things. And um, I feel like that would be something that I would love to have again, would be that confidence and just waking up and being like, I know this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to go do it. So I think it's half the battle, the fact that you know that you're doing what you want to do. A lot of people don't even make the choice. They don't even make the decision to move away or to shift. And so, first of all, you've already won half the battle right there because so many people won't do that. Is it comfortable? No, it's never comfortable. And so if you know you're doing what you're supposed to do or what you want to do and you enjoy doing it and you're still not feeling the confidence, would it be safe to say it is more of a mental shift of just going into a place that's out of your comfort zone? A a big part of it is that mental shift and doing something that I've never done before, doing something in a capacity that I've never done before. And then if I'm being honest and I just want to be vulnerable here, I'm so grateful for this moment of having this coaching session, but also wanting to be real and true to anybody who's listening to this, who may be going through it is also that external validation. Like, what do other people think? Like, you know, I was super successful in what I was doing. Like, why am I making these changes? You know, what are they, what are other people thinking? And that is something that I'm working through. And I feel like I've gained a lot of ground on, but I'm going to be honest. That's something that I still struggle with. You and I have had conversations about this. It's something that I struggled with as well, because like you, I had success in network marketing. I have success in network marketing and to be, to make the decision to, not leave that, but to shift away and add to it is kind of bold and it's gutsy and it makes us feel like others are placing a spotlight on us wondering why would you want to do that? Like what went wrong when in fact, maybe nothing went wrong, but we just grew. Part of what I think you and I have had to do is undo a story that we were living in. And now we are rewriting it and it's really uncomfortable because we were, first of all, casted a vision that really meant a lot to us. And that was how we saw our life going. And this doesn't have to be network marketing. This can be any industry. You could decide that you want to be a realtor and that's your life's passion. And all of a sudden decide that you want to do something completely different. And that doesn't make it right or wrong, but it's no different than when you graduate from college and you you have a degree and you think okay this is what i'm going to do and then five years down the road you're like nope that wasn't it or that was just a door that opened that helped me realize oh thank you for this experience this opened the door to help me understand that i'm really good at x y and z wow there's a lot of other things that i can do with x y and z and i think that's really what's happening for you is it is an identity shift Especially when in the industry of network marketing, we immerse ourselves so much into it because it is such a huge community. You build that. You have a team. 
you know, you go to events, you do all these different things. And then when you start to realize that that's not it for you, it can, there's a grieving process. Do you feel like you you're either in it or that you've gone through that? Absolutely. I feel like a little bit of both. I feel like I'm still a little bit in it because this is moving from or making the shift is still fairly new to me. Although my thought process in it has been going on for quite a while, like I shared, but coming coming out and saying it, I guess, better. And but also knowing, like you said, that community that I've built, the relationships that I've built, and those things that I know don't have to go away, but they have to change. I think you're really brave to be able to push through the shift. And I don't believe anybody shifts in general completely effortless. I think there's always going to be a lack of doubt, a lack of confidence. And it, that time frame is different for everyone. And so going back to maybe wrapping a bow on this, first of all, I just want to give you permission to know that everything that you're feeling is completely normal. And I know that because I've gone through it and I'm kind of still going through it. And two, I would pose to you to really ask yourself at what times in your life or during your day, do you feel confident? What are you doing? You know, what helps you to feel confident? Is it music? Is it exercise? Is it, you know, I know that we both and a lot of people really value external validation, but putting that aside, when in your days or how can you put yourself in situations that make you feel confident because that is what I need to. I need confidence. But when I feel confident, I move through shifts in life and business better. And we're not always going to feel confident, but if you can identify what things help to bring that confidence to you, then that's a start. You know, the rest of it is just timing. The rest of it is just unfortunately going through the shift and getting to the other side but there are ways that you can say how do I how do how what things help me feel confident and how can I show up like that every single day do you have things that come to mind I was thinking one of them is um I know I've shared this with you and I wish I was better at it I don't love working out I I don't I was always an athlete growing up so I just got my workout in like doing that but I know it's so important um and it's something that I'm working on but I have become I guess, literally obsessed with my walks and I get annoyed when it's raining outside like it is today um, when I can't get those walks in. But um, just yesterday or maybe it was the day before I was having a rough day and I was like, you know what, I, I just need to get out and get a 25, 30 minute walk in and just getting out. And sometimes I'm listening to a podcast. Sometimes I'm listening to nothing. Um, I've known, I've noticed that listening to nothing sometimes is really just kind of allows me to just have the thoughts I need to have, be in my own thoughts. Um, but going out and just kind of getting that little endorphin boost makes me just come back ready to reset. And I feel like I can kind of tackle some little things. Um, so that's one way that I, I know that I have control in boosting that confidence a little bit. And then the other thing I was thinking of is completely opposite is, um, helping people. Like when I am helping people, whether it's related to my business or not, because like you said, in we we build a great community. I, I've met you because of this industry. I have a lot of great friends who don't even live in the same state as me, but it's because of this industry that I talk to on a regular basis. And like, if they reach out and they're like, Hey, I have this question or, Hey, how does this flyer look? Can you help me like, you know, look at this or 
or whatever, or just like a friend personally, like I'm having a rough day. Do you have a minute to talk? Like when I'm helping people, I notice like that's, I feel like that is one of my God-given gifts. So when I'm working in that and I'm serving in that way, then I feel like, okay, like I, what, what's next? Like, I do feel like that boost of confidence when I am helping others. You said you were an Enneagram too. Is that, I don't know Enneagrams very well. Is that the helper? Is that the it's one? It's the helper. Mm -hmm. It is. From what I know about Enneagrams and you, I remembered you saying you were too. I'm like, okay, I, I'm pretty sure that's the one that loves to help and gets a sense of accomplishment from helping other people. And so if helping people is what you love to do, and it probably gives you confidence, then I would say put yourself in positions where you can help people. And you're already doing that because you're a teacher, right? And that's probably why you fell in love with the industry of network marketing is probably why we connected so well, because I love helping people too. I'm not an Enneagram too. I don't even know what I am, but I love to help people. It makes me feel fulfilled. And so you and I both, I think, need to make a commitment of how can we really serve and help people every single day because that fills our cup. Would you agree? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So moving on, I actually want to go to the last one you gave me because I feel like it kind of ties in. We talked a, bit, a little bit about some of this stuff, which is typically how it works. But you had also said being okay with the order in which you do things. And I think what you meant by that is you started in network marketing and you alluded to this in the very beginning, you started in network marketing and your shift is to teaching, which I, you and I both know a lot of times people leave careers in order to do network marketing, not network marketing. And then all of a sudden decide to go get a nine to five, or it's definitely not a nine to five for you. So talk a little bit about about that and how you feel about that. Again, just being vulnerable, but it's kind of embarrassing. I think there's that external validation or external opinions that is why I'm having some difficulty with that. And I think a lot of it is, you know, again, love network marketing, have grown so much, have learned so much, but I feel like sometimes, at least in my case, I don't want to speak for others. Um, some of what I was taught was not necessarily things that I agreed with, but hey, that person's having success and okay, let's, okay, I'm going to adopt that school of thought and maybe not even thinking about it that way in that moment. Um, but that is kind of in hindsight where I'm at. And I, it was always like the talk in, again, speaking from my own experience, but there was always talk of like, why is he like, he's in the top 2% of the company. She's in the top 1% of the company. Why would she go and be a flight attendant? Why would she go and become a real estate agent? You know, so it was in my experience, um, it was frowned upon, you know, but I also felt in my heart of hearts, like network marketing is this door and this opportunity to, to get you to a place where you can go and live out those dreams and give you the opportunity um, maybe it's financially now you can do this because of network marketing or it's the confidence that you've grown um, to be able to go and do those things. But in my realm, for quite some time, it was really frowned upon or talked bad about or whatever. So I feel like there's that part of it is, um, it's like, gosh, you know, I've had so much success in network marketing. I've gone on X, Y, and Z trips and I earned this and that and all of that. And so like, why would you go teach? But then it's like a reality check for me um, where I'm like, 
that is something obviously that I just shared that I love to do. And I feel like it's something that, that I'm great at. But then also, if you know, just completely my own thing is I'm 43. I always have to think about how old I am. I'm 43. I was going to say 42. I'm 43. And like, this is kind of a second career for me, you know, like what crazy person goes and, you know, take, they have a great life and goes and, and does that. And so I think there's this judgment in that, but there's something that I'm really like, I've been sitting in is like, and I think you kind of said something like it's, you know, it takes a a confident person or somebody, and I'm still struggling in confidence, which is what we're talking about here. But I feel like something when I turned 43, it was, um, I made a pact to myself to, to live in my God given talents. And I think I'm still figuring out what those are, but I have a really good idea of what they are. So I'm trying to, to follow that um, and surrender and be open to that. But I am human. I am flesh. Like there, the, the judgment and the external validation still plays a role in my journey for sure. Yeah, I I relate to a lot of that. And so I left a corporate career for network marketing, and then have shifted since to do other things. I've also seen people who were top one two percent shift in the last, I would say three years, which we have to remember what happened in the last three years, a lot of life, a lot of life. Okay. A lot of change. So I've seen people who are successful in network marketing, go and do other things. And like you, my initial reaction, actually, well, you didn't say this. My initial reaction was, well, why would they go do that? It was almost like I was the one judging other people doing that. Cause I was like, well, this is, you can have completely financial flexibility doing this. Why would you want to do anything else? But that was the world I was living in because I was so into my network marketing company and my success. And then as I started to see the world change and the economy change and just life, I mean, life changes your perspective on a lot of things. I started to sit and wonder, okay, I wonder what makes them want to do that. There must be some shift that I don't have an invitation to know what's going on in people's life. No, but none of us do. But the point I'm trying to make here is that, yes, it is an industry where traditionally you think, especially when we're talking about the one, two percenters here, let's, let's keep that in mind. We're one to two percenters, which means the one to two percenters are usually doing network marketing full time. They're not doing anything else. The rest of the 98%, 99% are doing, they have a full-time job and they're doing network marketing as a side hustle. When you're in that top and this is all you do and you decide to shift, you are really literally unwriting a definition for what network marketing is. And that is tricky and it's weird for yourself, but for other people, because I know in my brain, I was like, are they going to think I'm not making as much money? Are they going to think that I'm not as successful anymore, which is the ego talking. But that's also what I was projecting and thinking about other people before I was in that place. And so I'm saying all this for me to be transparent, too, that I've been on both sides of that, of wondering, well, why? Why would they go do that? Why would they go back to teaching? Why would they go do real estate? Why would they do this? I have been in that judgment seat. But I've also been now in the seat now of saying it really isn't an income thing for me. It is a a direction. It is an answer to prayer of me being obedient and saying this is not fully it. And to your point, it is such a beautiful 
opportunity. And what if you were to, and I say this for myself too, we were to rewrite the definition for network marketing. It's not necessarily a destination, but it is like a hub. It is a place you can go in. And that's the thing I love about the industry is, and I will always speak highly about it because it has taught you and I both so many things about ourselves. It literally puts a mirror up to yourself and it will show you all the good and all the bad. It will shine a light on the things that you're good at. And you realize that one of your God-given talents is serving people and helping people. And for me, it's mentoring and coaching. It was definitely not recruiting. I didn't want to do that. I think it's no different than when we go to college. And I remember I had a plan. I was like, I'm going to get married at this age. And then I'm going to have a baby. And then I'm going to get this and this and this. And we want it to go this way, but life rarely does. And so I think it's just... It goes back to just ultimately breaking a definition that either you subscribe to or you created yourself and you get to create your own definition. No, it makes total sense. And I resonate with it so much. And as you were saying that, I just kind of go back to, I was just thinking of my life in general, even pre-network marketing and when I was in college and, um, and just the route that I went, you know, it's, it's funny because you say like, you know, you're going to go to college, you're going to graduate, you're going to do this. Well, um, like you, I did all of those things. You know, I graduated from college. I had a, I actually had a job right out of college making six figures. And I don't share that to like impress or to brag because I made a choice and I got married and then I became a mom and I made a choice to step away from that and to stay home with my son. And you know, I did all the things, you know, made the right choices, the financial choices to stay home and got rid of the fancy car so I could stay home. So all this to say, like I did all the quote unquote right things. Well, guess what? At the age of 29, I was filing for divorce. You know, like I, all the things that I was supposed to do, I did, but then life didn't go as planned. And never in my wildest dreams that I think that I would be 30 years old and a single mom, but that is my story that's my story, you know, and um, I'm, I'm grateful for it. But I think it just goes to show that like, we even doing all the things that you think you're supposed to do, it doesn't necessarily end up the way that it's supposed to. I think this is something that you've helped me just in our, our friendly conversations that we text about a lot. And then just having this opportunity right now to have this live coaching with you really makes me think about like, it doesn't matter not to get crazy religious with people. I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, but I've also have grown deeper in my faith in the last couple of years. And I really feel that I was trying to write my story before, and I'm really trying to surrender and be obedient and let him write my story. And I think that's another reason. I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Elizabeth. Like, like, I feel like that's another reason why there's so much struggle because when we're trying to take control, I feel like that leads to some more struggle. Gosh, that could be a whole other episode, but I, I do agree with that. I mean, sometimes I, I feel like in my journey, what happened before my shift was my health. And you and I have talked about this. My health started to suffer and I had signs for many, many years. And I tried to control so much of that stuff, either brush it on the rug or whatever the case was. And ultimately I had to surrender and really strengthen my relationship with God. I never really had a strong one before, if I'm being honest with you. And I don't, I'm just going to say, I don't know how people go through life and especially business without believing in something bigger than themselves, because 
that was the only thing that gave me hope through such an uncertain time, whether it was my health journey, which was a long journey. And I know that you're on one now, which is why our lives are literally so parallel. It's crazy. But also the shift. I mean, you know this, and anyone who's looking at my stories this morning knows this at the date of this recording, but I had a really hard morning crying, you know, and there is absolutely really nothing left other than to just sit and surrender and just say, uh, I trust you. I trust that this timing is is perfect. I trust that I have gone through this for a reason, that the order is not the order that I wanted it to be in, and that's okay. And, you know, absolutely nobody plans to get divorced at 29 and to be a single mom at 30, but look at where you are now and shifting and making bold decisions. And so there's always a track record of looking back and seeing where we were afraid to shift or to change or to make a decision, but there's a track record of the fact that we got through it and we're on the other side. And that's what I have to always remind myself of. And that's what I would remind you as, as well, that it might not be the order that you thought it was going to go in or that other things thinks that it could, should go in, but you have a pretty good track record of success and moving through it. So the last thing that I want to touch on, which has absolutely nothing to do with any of this stuff, which is great. <laughs> I figured we would put the two in and now we're just going to go into a different topic that's really more branding and social media. Uh, you had said to me, showing up online in a way that feels authentic and not salesy. So yes, we are completely changing the subject, but we're going to lighten it up a little bit. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how you use social media and what your experience with it is with it, period. Like, how are you showing up right now with that? Okay. If I'm just being honest, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. Like, I absolutely love it. I love being able to stay connected. That's how you and I met. I, I, you know, when I think of things like that, like I would never have met some of these people who I love and adore in my life. So I absolutely love social media. Um, and I don't hate it as much as I used to. And I think this is something I wanted to share because after I wrote that to you, I was thinking kind of like my, my shift again, there's that word, um, in how I've used social media is, um, you know, because before, I love network marketing. I feel like I need to keep saying that. Like, this is not something I'm talking bad about, but I was trained in a way to, you know, we need to remember the ratio now, but like one business post every three personal posts or something to that effect and showing up online every single day and showing your face and getting uncomfortable and getting out of your comfort zone. And I'm all about that. You know, I'm all about growing and getting out of your comfort zone. And I, I, totally subscribe to that in a positive way for sure. But social media at one point became a place that I absolutely dreaded because I felt like I had, there was these pressures of ways that I quote unquote should show up. Um, if I wanted to be successful, I would have to show up in that way. And if I'm being honest, some days I just don't want to freaking show up. Anybody, you know this about me, Elizabeth. I'm an introvert. Um, I get refueled by being alone. I go to bed early. Um, and those are things that I used to kind of like think badly about myself because it was kind of like it didn't fit like this cookie cutter shape that I was trying to, to fit into in social media. And then I feel like because of that and my love-hate relationship with it, 
I got into like a huge comparison game. So for me, like I actually got to a point where like I didn't post anything for a while and that was frowned upon in my business, but I needed to do it like for my mental, for my mental health and for, you know, just to figure out like, is this even like a way that I want to, to, to grow my business, to be a part of? Um, so so now I actually, if you go to my social media feed, you're going to see, you know, I, I would never remove anything because those are all things that I'm so grateful for. And I posted them for a reason. Um, but I feel like if you go in my bio now, or you go in my stories now, you see Paris, you don't see what, um, what I'm selling, what company I'm affiliated with. I decided that if I was going to be on social media, something had to change. And so I really have, like Elizabeth said, you know, I have, I'm going through a major health journey right now. And I think it just clicked. Like what, what I'm sharing is what feels right. And I think that literally just clicked right this moment because I knew there was obviously that shift, but I don't know why or how that shift came. But so now I honestly use social media more for just what feels right. And if today sharing about my health journey feels right, and if tomorrow sharing about my leggings shares feels right, then that's what I'm going to share. And I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I don't know if there needs to be so many rules around social media. No, there doesn't. And the whole time you were talking, I was like, well, you're shifting. So of course your social media is going to shift. And once again, parallel lives. I mean, you're really just about six months to a year behind where I was. I mean, when I started to shift before I really realized it was a shift, I started talking about my health journey. Anybody who's listening to this now who has ever followed me knows this. There was a major shift of talking about my business in network marketing pretty much all the time to all of a sudden getting quiet because I was not feeling good. And I was also trying to figure out what I wanted for my life. And then I started talking about my health journey and it brought in a whole different level of community for me that I needed in that time. And I also realized there were going to be people who got left behind. It's very uncomfortable for some people to see people walking through something that they don't understand or they don't know how to help. And so I realized that was my first opportunity of realizing I'm going through a lot and I'm on here being very vulnerable and some people are uncomfortable with it. So they're going to probably be quiet, which hurt, but also I'm going through a lot. And now all these people are coming this way to support me. And it's different than the support I got in my business. And I like it. It feels good. And what's it's what I need in my shift right now. And so I would say there's not rules because right now you have a health journey that you're going through and that is part of your life. And it is something that will inspire other people no matter what you do in your business, because this is the real cherish. This is who they get when they join X, Y, and Z with you. They get you, not just the products, not the business. And this is where we go wrong in network marketing a little bit because we wrap ourselves up in the products and the opportunity and the company. And that's who people see us as because that's how we show up. And I've done it. You've done it. And now when you shift, it gets really weird, which goes back to the confidence in the shift of like, okay, how do I even show up on social media? I don't want to anymore because I feel like it's icky and I'm watching what other people are doing. And it's because you're still in the shift and it's uncomfortable and it's weird. 
And so you just show up how you want to show up and what feels good to you. And so if it's talking about your health journey, then do it. I did that for like, I honestly, I think a year and a half. That's all I came on social media to talk about. And that's okay. You say that you want to show up authentic and not salesy. I see your stories. You show up authentic. But for the point of this, for people who are not listening and who might have the same question, what do you define as authentic on social media? Truly sharing what you want to share, whether it's something about your business, because if that's what feels right. Like I want, I just had this conversation with a dear friend of mine who were in complete, we're in the same business, not, not financially attached in any way, but she's in a different place in the business than I am. And I, I encouraged her, like, if that feels, cause she noticed the change and the shift in my social media and she was actually like commending me on it. But she said, like, I feel like maybe now I'm doing something wrong. And I was like, my advice, and maybe you can add something to this because you are a professional in this, in this area. But I was like, stop, like, just because what is right for me doesn't mean that it's right for you. You know, like she, so I think that just goes to my point of like, we get stuck in this, like comparing, like she was obviously comparing her social media to my social media when she noticed my shift. And I think just showing up authentically for me and what makes me want to show up is being authentic when I, and I've done it so much more now with my health journey or just being my quirky self that like, I don't really care. Like, okay. Because before I felt like I had to show up in a way where like, I was so knowledgeable and like people were going to want to join me in my journey and they were only going to join me if I was super knowledgeable in all these products. And when come to, I mean, now that I've made this shift and I know that you know this as well, like people aren't joining you for your products necessarily. People are joining you. I think when we show up authentically and what feels good, like it, you totally attract those people who you're supposed to attract because I feel like when you said you were sharing about your health journey, it brought you that community that you needed during that time. And I feel like that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like I'm still a part of network marketing. I still want people to, to join me and to be a part of it, but that's not my number one focus at all. My number one focus right now is just being me. Yeah, I think there's a fine line, you know, as a female entrepreneur who has a business or, you know, is, is selling something, right? There's a fine line because I've worked with people who are so authentic and so are scared of being salesy that they don't talk about their opportunity. So there's that side of it. And then there's the side of it where all they talk about is their opportunity and you don't get to know the person behind the opportunity or the products and you've got to find the middle ground. And that's why I was laughing at the beginning. Cause you were like, we're taught like the, whatever I, I used to teach it. I used to teach it and I don't remember what it is, but it's like, you know, the ratio of what you should show up online. And it's a great framework. It's a great framework. It's not the Bible, but in general, you know, you do have to show up and talk about your opportunity. If you have an opportunity to talk about and you feel passionate about it right? There's a lot of people who are just scared and they don't do that. So if you're listening to this and you need to push in the tail, like just, you need to talk about it. People need to know your business lights are on. Okay. That's, that's, that's point number one. But for, for you, you know, because you're in a shift where you're still in network marketing, so you appreciate 
sales, right? You're not going after them, but you appreciate them. There's a level of still showing up in the sense to say, hey, my lights are still on. It's not number one, but my lights are still on. And so it's finding what feels good to you. And I resonate with that more than you even realize. You know, I'm just, I'm in the same place of like, my lights are still on. I still have a network marketing business. I appreciate volume. I appreciate sales. I appreciate people saying, hey, can I get X, Y, and Z? But I'm not in my stories talking about it because it is not my number one. My coaching business is number one, right? And so it's finding what lights you up and talking about it and being strategic enough to know if, if it's business that you're seeking, that you've got to bring it up in some capacity in an authentic way to you. And so that may mean slapping up a photo of a product or an opportunity, or it may mean, you know, talking about how something's working in your life, or it may mean, you know, just being on your walks and talking about your health journey and being so grateful for X, Y, and Z, whatever that case is. But I think the bottom line is, is if you have a business, you need to be talking about it in some capacity. However, honoring the mental and physical space that you're in. If you're going through something, that's number one. And honestly, the biggest thing that I have learned through social media, which I've built, I built my entire network marketing on social media, authenticity really does sell. And I don't mean that in a strategic way of like, go be authentic so that you can build your business. But the more you take people on a journey, whether that is a a health journey or a financial journey or an entrepreneurial journey, or, you know, I just got divorced and now I'm a single mom journey. Like whatever it is, the more that you are vulnerable enough to take people through a journey, people will follow you. They will like and know and trust you. And then when you pop on to talk about whatever it is that you're selling, they are there. They are loyal. And that's what people are missing. They're going straight for the jugular and they're not letting people into their life. And I think you do a great job at that. And so I know it's a fear of yours not to look salesy, but you don't look salesy. You don't. So I think that's just you, you know, just knowing that you're doing the right thing, that you're showing up. And if anything, I would challenge you, you can be even bolder when you're ready. You can be bolder about what you're passionate about and about your shift, but that comes with time. Right. For sure. No, I, and it's so funny, just kind of sitting here listening to you. It's like, yes, I shared what works for me, but then also this is obviously where coaching comes in and what you're so good at, like just having this conversation, like makes me realize like, yes, I'm doing what, what feels good. And that's what I want to do. But I also, I also can be bolder because I still do have a business. I still do want to have success that that was like such a great reminder right there for me what you just said do you feel like there is anything that you will take away from today and change moving forward and maybe you're like if someone were to ask me that i'd be like i don't have to think about it but is there something right off the bat you're like you know what now that i've talked through this this needs to change or i need to do x y and z or i need to let this go like a lot of little things, but I think just like one tangible thing or something that I can actually like go and do is, is pretty much what you said at the end about being bolder. But I do just, sorry, I'm going to take just a second to wrap around to like my thought process on that. Um, because 
I feel like I, I said a, a couple of times in this um, conversation about external validation and, um, you know, I mean, we're human and we all need it and want it in some capacity, some more than others. Um, but that's something that I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on more internal validation, but just being real external validation, I feel like is, is so needed, but I think finding it in the right ways. And I was so in my journey to do this was so like pushing away external validation because I'm like, I don't want that person to validate me. Like just so much, so focused on my internal validation that I was kind of trying to pretend that I didn't need external validation. But I think just right now in this coaching session, not only have you helped me and you, you know, have guided me and I've learned things from you, which I think is the beauty of coaching or being, you know, with a coach is that you, you have just given me some of that external validation, like that I didn't even, wasn't even expecting on this call. So I think that's like one of the things that, that just kind of opened my mind because I'll be honest and, um, you know, I'm in this place of, you know, a shift in network marketing, going into teaching after and like being out of my house after being in my house for 10 years and having a kid who's graduating and I'm busy, but we're all busy. And I think I sometimes use that as an excuse of like, I would really love to have a coach, but I just don't have the time for the for a coach. Like, where am I going to fit it in? But I think just this little segment that you've blessed me with was just like another, like a reminder of like, I think we're getting, because when I would think about like coaching, it's like, you know, I want to solve this, 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 but then also it just, you just gave me so much more than I was even expecting in this one little session. So I think that realizing that sometimes what we perceive things as like is not necessarily what they are like. Um, and then just, I think the other thing is just walking away and being a little bit bolder. And I thank you for that, you know, that challenge. And then also just that external validation that obviously does feed my soul. And I feel like it's safe to say I'm not the only one that gets their, their soul fed by some external validation sometimes. We all need it. We all need it. And especially in a shift, especially from a shift away from an industry that gives an overabundance of external validation, we need it. Whether that's from a partner or a friend or a coach or whatever it is, obviously I'm an advocate for a coach. I am a coach who has a coach. And I love my coach because of many things, but one of those is external validation. We need it. We're humans. It doesn't matter who you are and how successful you are. We still need that level of support and external validation. I'm really glad that we did this today. I think this was really, it was therapeutic for me. I hope it was really beneficial for you. It sounds like it was. And for anyone who was listening to this, really, I would love it if you could go over to the Equip Entrepreneur podcast on Instagram and share what your takeaways were, what you resonated with. I know Cherish is not alone in a lot of these areas. I'm for one have gone through each and every one of those. And so I'm just grateful that she's been brave enough to show up and do that. I am rooting everyone on Cherish. Thank you so much for being here today and being open to being the first guinea pig of live coaching. <laughs> I appreciate you. And until next time, everybody, thank you so much. Hey friend, I hope today's episode equipped you with what you need to feel inspired to take action or even change. And if so, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a review and then share this on social media with a friend or a colleague who could benefit. So much of what I share, if not all of what I share is exactly what I've walked through. 
so I relate to you more than you realize. And hey, if you're craving more and are ready to connect beyond this podcast, I'd love to encourage you to connect with me on Instagram. That's at Elizabeth Lacombe.